This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 190, Mastering the Marathon of IELTS. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy podcast, find out how to deal with the energy slump you will experience in writing task two and how to make sure you can push through when it really matters the most. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's shaking, Jessica? Hey, Lindsay, how you doing? How's <laughs> how are things on the East Coast? I see. I never ask you that. Oh well, thanks for asking <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> In 190 episodes, I am finally interested in Boston. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, it's very exciting out here, let me tell you. I mean, there's always (laughs) cops racing past my house and all that good stuff. (laughs) Wait, what's racing past your house? Cops. You know, there's always that sign of the the sound of sirens racing past my house. I think you've said that a few times as we've been recording. What's that? Right? Like a fire truck? A few times. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're like in the middle of all the action. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> sort of busy here. Kind of. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's all good. No complaining. No complaints. <laughs> well, I recently moved and mm. I am in like the best neighborhood ever. I can walk Ooh. to like all my favorite things, like favorite movie theater, favorite restaurant, That's favorite so bar. Cool. James and I walked to the movies the other day. Like, oh, awesome. so awesome. That's awesome. It makes a big difference to be able to walk places. I totally. think that's really important for me when I choose a place to live. I have Definitely. to be able to walk. Definitely. I know. Yeah. Yeah. My old place wasn't, wasn't as accessible. We could still ride bikes to places, but, um, this is definitely closer to everything. So yeah. 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 It's nice. The typical kind of suburban sprawl in the U S is something I don't like. Like I don't like that, that lifestyle of having to drive everywhere because it just makes you feel very lazy. Yeah, totally. And then you just end up like sitting on the couch and watching something and you're like, oh, I don't really, yeah, I don't want to get in the car and get on the freeway. And yeah, you know, like everything yeah. just seems way more difficult. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So I think I almost think it's worth paying a little bit more to live in an area where everything is walkable. You totally. walk to your favorite cafe, to the bar, you walk out to dinner to meet friends. You just yeah. don't have to get in a car that much because you save money with parking and with gas and all that stuff. So totally. And, and you live longer, right? Because you're <laughs> that's <right>. healthier. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly, exactly. So that's a big advantage living. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> true. I mean, like living in New York is an extreme example of that. 
right? When I lived there, I really stayed skinny because, you know, every day you're up and down the subway steps, you're running all over the place. And and to you, 20 blocks is nothing. But to a tourist who comes and visits you and you say, oh, yeah, it's just 20 blocks, uh, you know, uptown. And they say, what? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I know. If I'm thinking, yeah, I guess my my walks are within like the 10 to 30 block radius around me. And that's does not. Yeah, that does not seem like a thing. It It does not seem like at all weird to walk, you know, 30 blocks somewhere. No, no, it doesn't phase you. I like that expression to phase you, right? That that could be a good good little expression um, for the speaking test, maybe. Who knows, right? Definitely. Definitely. If you're talking about things that might scare or worry or make Mm -hmm. someone else nervous, but Mm -hmm. to you, it does not make you nervous. Mm. We use that a lot. We say, no, that doesn't phase me. I'm not phased by that. Yes. Love that. Very natural, guys. So again, here you're learning. I mean, you think you're just listening to random conversation, but it's so much more than that. (laughs) Now, this is the goal that we can take into the the exam. Yes. Yes. Totally. All right. What what are we talking about today? Well, now I'm just thinking about how awesome my new neighborhood is, but (laughs) what are we talking about? (laughs) <laughs> we are going to get into IELTS a little bit here today. So yeah, so today we got a question from one of our listeners. And the question is about how to deal with that energy uh, drop that you might feel oh, at the end right. of the day in writing tasks too, right? I know how that That's feels tough. when all of a sudden you realize you're really, really tired. Right. It happens. Yeah. No, that's Mm. tough, guys. And, you know, we've talked about um, on the show before, like sitting down and practicing two weeks before the exam. You sit down and you practice both writing essays for one hour. But you know what? Like reading this question, we realized that's not enough. You need to actually sit down for the whole three hours and practice a full listening, full reading, full writing exam, just so you know that you can do it and you know what it feels like. Because especially if it's your first time taking the exam and you've never sat for three hours and done all of that, like Mm. I I would be tired at task two also. Like I Uh would just be exhausted and hungry and just like, I can't think of anything. (laughs) Well, it reminds me of when we talked about, we made the analogy with training for a marathon, right? It's this idea where, you know, people who train for marathons, they do actually set up their training so that a few weeks before they're doing the full marathon and then they're tapering back, right? So we have to do that. We have to prepare like a marathon runner. (laughs) Exactly, guys, because it is a marathon. I mean, three full hours, three and a half hours of testing without a break, like that's a marathon test. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's another good vocab word. Using marathon marathon like a metaphor, like, like you know, not just the running race, but say, yeah, IELTS is a marathon of a test. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Ah, it's a marathon <laughs> to our to our dreams, to our futures. I like that. <laughs> yeah, so really, guys, when you're setting up a study plan, I mean, in our course, we have a study plan already set up for you, and we have full practice tests for you to use. So yeah. if you are setting up your own study plan, you need to think about this, and um, you need to have practice tests in place where you can sit down and set aside three and a half hours for yourself um, uh-huh. where you go through the whole listening, reading, writing sections of the test. Mm, I like that. I like that. So going through the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way around this. I mean, if we're not willing to sit down and put in the work, it's just not going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, if it sounds scary, 
you know, if you're thinking ahead to test day and it makes you nervous and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to sit there for so long? Mm -hmm. Well, that's another reason to practice. Like you need to take away that fear. Um, Mm -hmm. And once you sit down and go through it, you'll realize, you know, well, obviously I can do it. I just did it, you know, and then it's not going to seem that bad. Um, And also we've talked about how to prepare yourself a couple days before. And these little gems of advice that we give you guys are really important. Just small things like think about what you're going to do the night before. The day before, like don't study the day before the exam. Don't Mm -hmm. stress yourself out. You guys go out to dinner with friends. Hopefully you can walk there, but go out to dinner with friends. Try to go to bed early if you can, you know, like really get a good night's rest. And then in the morning, really have a good balanced breakfast or else like me, like you're going to be hungry (laughs) three hours later and then you won't be able to think anyway because you're just thinking about like, oh my God, I want a banana or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. These are the easy things that we can do, right? These are the simple, basic things that we can take care of. Um, And another thing is, you know, in our course, we have the anti-anxiety module where we go through exactly how to deal with your anxiety in the parts Mm -hmm. of the test you're likely to experience anxiety, right? It's not on every part. We know where you're going to get nervous and we tell you what to do. So if you've gone through that module in our course and then in your practice test, you might start to feel, who knows, a little anxiety coming up, even if you're just in your house, then Mm -hmm. you'll practice putting into place the steps that we suggest to deal with that anxiety, right? Yes. Exactly. Um, we, uh, that's one of my favorite things about our course is our, our moments of Zen that are at the end of Uh each module also, Mm because we know how hard you guys are working in the preparation. And so we give you guys this activity, this exercise to have the space to relax, because that is a huge part of preparation, dealing with the nerves. You know, I mean, before Lindsay and I even started creating our course, we asked you guys for your, your biggest IELTS fears. You know, what, what are you worried about? Because we wanted to, to address all of that in our course. And Mm -hmm. I was actually surprised that actually one of the one of the most common responses was just feeling nervous. Like it's not even directly related to test material. It's just Mm. this overall anxiety dealing with the test. And I promise you guys, no other course addresses the anxiety. Like you don't get that anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And so we need to address it in a very direct way. And then which we do. And then the other aspect of anxiety, anxiety happens when we're exposed to the unknown, right? And mm-hmm. it's the unknown because we haven't actually done the work yet. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that's, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, if we know exactly what to expect, we're not going to feel that anxiety as much. That's huge. If you're ready to finally end your battle with IELTS and carry out your life vision to do the thing that you were meant to do, to immigrate abroad or to pursue a graduate program, then it's time to stop messing around. It's time to get in to our free IELTS masterclass to get started with our strategies. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R to get video one now for free. See you there. And there, and speaking of having the, the preparation, the proper preparation and decreasing the anxiety, there was a second part to her question about the specific difficulty of writing task two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So the question, right. So I'll just read the question. So she said, this is the second part of the question. If the topic has double questions, it's even mm-hmm. worse. Then I start right. to panic. There you right? go. Maybe that's yeah. the reason I get lower scores. She got, exactly. for example, a six in the writing section. Okay. So what about that part? Yeah. So we've, we've talked about this strategy recently, guys. So if you, if you go to our site, ielts.allearsenglish.com, type writing task two in the search bar, you're going to see a recent episode talking about these writing task two questions, the most difficult writing task two questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll summarize the advice I gave in that episode and you guys could listen to that for more examples and detail. But basically guys, um, IELTS is, IELTS is doing this more and more where they give you questions that um, do not follow the traditional um, agree-disagree or the traditional opinion or the traditional problem-solution essay types that you learn in the classroom or you learn from a textbook. You do need to know how to write those three essays, right? The argument, opinion, and problem-solution. But IELTS doesn't just give you strictly those now. Sometimes it's a mixture. It's your opinion and a solution, or you have to talk about the the causes of something and your opinion on the problem. So it could be a mixture and it that freaks students out. It's difficult and they don't know how to tackle that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why in our power hours in our course, I try to give these most difficult questions to our students so they practice doing them and then I give them feedback and advice. Um, so they're super ready by the time testing yeah. comes. Awesome. So basically, guys, if you have a super difficult question like this, um, you need to find the two separate parts. There's only two. There's never more than two. Find the two separate parts. For example, talk about this problem and talk about your opinions on the problem. Mm-hmm. And so the two separate parts are two separate paragraphs. Okay. It's yeah. simple, guys. It's a simple mm-hmm. strategy and it doesn't have to make you panic like yes. it did to this student, this listener. Yeah. Um, so you, you pick out those two different, very different things and that's how you brainstorm, right? You brainstorm about the one topic and then you brainstorm about the other topic and that's paragraph two and paragraph three of your essay. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So when did IELTS start to integrate this seg- this other hybrid type of question? Any idea? Yeah, that's a good question. No, it's pretty recent, honestly. Yeah. Like I don't remember. And you could even look at the Cambridge books for ideas on when IELTS started to do this. Mm. These mixtures, I I remember seeing one question like this in an old Cambridge book, like, uh, I don't know, like six or seven years ago, but uh-huh. that was one question. And it's only mm. in the past couple of years that they've become more common. Same okay. with the, the writing task one, how there's the different question types and you're more, most likely to get, you know, graphs and numbers and stuff. But Uh these other question types, like with the maps and the diagrams, maps especially, guys, only started to be seen a few Mm. years ago. Hmm. Okay? Like, IELTS did not include that every year on the test. But now... They're included every year. Okay. There's going to be some map questions. So okay, so that's yeah. why it's important to make sure that we are getting our information from an up to date resource, right? Exactly. I mean, if we're yeah. using old books that are maybe our a brother or sister handed down to us or right. something, it may not be. Or if we're going to a school that doesn't stay up to date on these things, we're exactly. going to be in trouble. 
Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If you're going to a school and your teacher is not directly involved with the IELTS exam, they're not going to know about these changes. Yeah. You know, they're not going to know what's currently happening on the test. So they're going to be teaching you methods and strategies that are three or four years old. um, And then they're not going to prepare you for like the most difficult questions that are happening now. So imagine that panic, like on exam day. You're like, what the (laughs) heck is this map? This isn't a graph. How? What? That is not what we want after we've put our money into an IELTS course. We want to make sure we're working with a course that's up to date. I love that. I love that. That's huge. It's huge because no exam ever stays the same. Things are always changing and we want to be ready for it. Love it. Yeah, exactly. And we, I mean, as the exam changes, Lindsay and I are the people that create our course and we are able to manipulate and change things in an instant. So it's always up to date. Yeah. And that's the benefit over a physical textbook, right? Jessica, I mean, it would take, I would imagine it would take a lot longer to update a physical textbook. And plus the book is already out there if it's a textbook. So it's basically impossible. Like you basically impossible. Yeah. (laughs) With our course, we just, we need to just make the update in the videos or in the PDFs and we sign online and it's updated in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. So guys, you can trust that we will be updated all the time. You don't have to worry about that with us. So exactly. Very cool. Okay. (laughs) So the answer to this kind of how to build momentum is actually the answer lies in the practice in how rigorous we are in our practice. You guys, it's all about preparation, having a good solid study plan and a good solid course. So you don't panic on test day. That's right. I love it. Good Mm -hmm. philosophy. Okay. (laughs) That would get us through a marathon too. If we wanted to run a marathon, we'd have rigorous practice and thorough preparation and we'd, we'd be just kind of breezing through marathon day. <laughs> I would rather take the IELTS test than run a marathon. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, you can run a marathon for me. How's that? <laughs> I'd like to run a marathon someday, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Getting a little old here. <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it another time. All right, Jessica, have a good one. Thanks. You too, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.